0: Welcome to Ministry in Motion, a program where we experience powerful learnings about ministry. Our topic today, how to preach Christian doctrine. It sounds boring, but actually it's life-changing. And our guest is Gary Gibbs. Gary, good to be with you today. Well, it's good to be here. You've been a great preacher. You've pastored local churches. You've been an evangelist. You're well known on the Hope Channel. In fact, many people watching might say, I recognize Gary. Uh, What are you doing now, and why are you so passionate about powerful preaching of Christian doctrine?
1: Well, you know, preaching Christian doctrine is where it's at because it's the preaching of the Word of Christ. It's preaching Christ that changes lives. And that's what Hope Channel is all about. It's about changing lives, helping them to experience the hope of Jesus Christ. I'm just doing that more now at a more local context. I'm working in the Washington, D.C. area, helping churches, coaching them on how to share their faith with the community. So if I were to start by
0: asking, why is Christian doctrine important? Who cares? Uh, where would you go in Scripture to to
1: reinforce the Do, doctrine? Doctrine of often gets <laughs> a negative press. It does. You know, people like it's say boring or yeah. I preach. I preach Jesus. I don't preach doctrine. But mm. but but we need to remember. You know, Jesus said that He taught doctrine. Yes. I, I think about John, Matthew 7:28. it says there, so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his doctrine. Mm. Now the word doctrine simply means teaching and, and newer translations like the New King James translate it as teaching. So doctrine is just the teachings of the Bible that reveal who God is and what his will is for our lives. Well, even a person
0: who says, I just teach Jesus, that is a doctrine too, isn't it? It, it is a it, doctrine. It's a teaching. It who is, is Jesus? What did he come to do? So you'd go to scripture and say, Jesus said it
1: was important to teach doctrine. Absolutely. You, ju- you just do a word search of doctrine in the New Testament uh, or teaching and it will come up, you know, over and over again. I like uh, John 7, verses 16 and 17, because there Jesus said, My doctrine is not mine, but His who sent me. And that's the key thing. We need to make sure that the teaching that we're presented presenting is is truly from the Bible and that it's God inspired by the Holy Spirit that it's what God wants to speak to people and, and then this point is really good in verse 17 if anyone wills or chooses to do his will he shall know concerning the doctrine whether it's from God or whether I speak on my own authority That's John 7:17. 7, that's right so when Jesus was was being hammered and criticized for his teaching he said, yes I teach doctrine. Absolutely, I'm preaching doctrine. But it's not my doctrine. It's inspired doctrine. It's the Heavenly Father's doctrine. And if you want to know God's will, if your heart is to know God's will, then you'll know that this is truth. I don't have to prove anything. You'll see that it's truth. You know, I'm reminded of the story of the
0: Berean Christians where Paul um, affirms them because they search the Scriptures daily. So, so what you're saying is preach Christian doctrine and let people test it by the Word of God.
1: That's right. And, and it, it is the teachings of the Word. You were talking about Paul and the Bereans. Uh, he wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3. He said, You've known from a child the Holy Scriptures, which will make you wise to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Mm. So the the teachings of the Word of God, there's power in it. And it's the power of God to change the life. Like Jesus said, uh, Paul wrote in Romans 1, 16, you know, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. It comes out of that word. And as as anybody who's sharing the Word of God, whether it's a clergyman or or a member of the church who's just sharing the Word of God, we need to present the Word of God and the teachings of the Word of God if we want to see people experience Mm -hmm god's love in their heart and his power
0: so so where does a lot of preaching christian doctrine fail uh, you say it's it's got a bad it's got bad press maybe because some of it's been poorly done what what is it that makes it either effective and life-changing or boring irrelevant
1: you know i that's an interesting question i, I I don't know. I think people just like to say, I don't, I'm not following any denomination or any creed. It seems to be the popular creed is to not be anything, but then they are something. They're part of that group that's, that's standing out there saying, I don't preach doctrine, I preach Jesus. But everybody, as you pointed out earlier, is teaching doctrine at one level or, not, or another. What we need to do is go deep in the Word of God, though, and I, th- I think that because of there's so many denominations, so many different independent churches. And one says, here's what, here's uh, what this teaching on the Bible is. And another one has a different view of that teaching. Another one has a third view of that teaching. That some people just like to level the playing field and just say, don't worry about doctrine. Let's not worry about doctrine at all. Let's just preach one thing. Let's preach Jesus. And, and, and when we do that, I believe we're losing out on the richness of the Scriptures and of what God has to offer us because the Bible is full of these teachings. I think where people are making their mistake, Derek, is that we're not studying the Bible systematically. We're not taking all that the Bible says on a given topic. We come to it with so many presuppositions and then we superimpose that on the Scripture. But if we want to know what the Bible says about doctrine, just do a word search on, on doctrine and teaching in the Bible. If we want to know it on about the Sabbath, search everything says on Sabbath, keep an open mind. And teach the word of God.
0: You know, I hear you time and time again talking about we need to search the scriptures for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about preaching Christian doctrine, it sounds like we need to start by really knowing what the Bible teaches ourselves. How how did you come to that place in your life? And people are saying, oh, here is a, you know, we expect (laughs) this from a great Bible teacher like Gary Gibbs. Have you always been deep in the Word of God? How did you no, get I, to where I, you are? I certainly
1: you? don't categorize myself as a great Bible teacher. I'm a convert to Christianity. Uh, I, I grew up in a Christian family, but we really didn't attend church at a certain stage in, in our life. I was studying Buddhism, and I was looking for meaning to life. I truly was. I just graduated from high school. was looking at my life. and had it laying out there before me, and, and, and I said, what's my life going to be like? And I, I remember my Christian background, even though I was studying Buddhism, that said God has a plan. And I believed there was a God. I didn't know who He was. So as I got into the Bible and studied it systematically, I realized God does have a plan. Mm. So the the practical relevance of the Word of God impacted my own life. It's It shaped my whole life. And all, every blessing I have in my life comes from committing myself to studying the Bible and, and learning it. So I... That's what I'm passionate about. If we if we teach the, the, the teachings, the doctrines of the Bible, Christ at the center, it has the power to make people wise unto salvation. It blesses them in this life and for eternity.
0: When we come back after the break, we want to talk about that important uh, comment that Gary made that preaching doctrine needs to be Christ-centered. That's why we call it preaching Christian doctrine. And it also needs to be anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit, because otherwise it really is boring and seems to be irrelevant. But if it's going to be life changing preaching of Christian doctrine, we need to be Christ centered and anointed by the Holy Spirit. We'll talk more about that right after the break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, Preaching Christian Doctrine, and our guest, Gary Gibbs. Gary, it's great to be with you again. Thank you for having me. And just the passion that you shared in the first segment about doctrine being important. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus taught, not just stories, but he taught doctrine, and... um, and it changed people's lives. You shared your own testimony about how your own life was changed. And you mentioned something at the end of that segment about it always needs to be Christ-centered. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about what, what does that mean that Christian doctrine should always be Christ-centered?
1: Howard, we're not studying just some objective facts. You know, the Bible's not a history book, even though it has history. Uh, it's, it's a book about who God is and how God is relevant in people's lives today. I, I call it the contemporary Jesus. Mm. You know, the, the, the book is thousands of years old, you know, New Testament written 2000 years ago. Uh, but it's very relevant to today. So the Christ at the center of it is, what does Christ want to do in my life right now through this teaching? What is he saying to me right now through this teaching? For instance, uh, when I was uh, studying initially, I was looking for purpose and meaning in life. What, what is the plan for my life? Well, I found that through Bible prophecy, seeing that God had planned for humanity. Right. And so, so once I saw that, I said, okay, now I know where I fit in. I live in the last days. You know, here's the message that Jesus is wanting the world to hear. Like Noah had a special message before the, the f- judgment of the flood. God has a special message before the final judgment and Jesus returns. And, and then I just started plugging in and said, well, this is where I fit. And it gave me purpose. And it was, it was Jesus. It was Jesus speaking to me. I went to some meetings that the Seventh-day Adventist church sponsored uh, on Bible prophecy because truly they have, and I'm not saying this as a Seventh-day Adventist, I'm saying this as somebody from the outside, they have the best systematic understanding of Bible prophecy of of anybody I've ever seen. And I've studied all the different views of prophecy. I went to that not intending to be a Christian whatsoever. So you ask her... But you were looking for meaning. I was looking for meaning, but in it I found Christ. Wow. And He changed my life. So keeping Christ at the center. There are
0: several you quoted, for example, from Matthew 7 where, where Jesus was preaching and the doctrine, you know, was life-changing. It mm-hmm. says he spoke with authority. Yes, I think there's another place where it says his preaching was with power. With power. How, how does that happen? It's not to do with volume. What <laughs> uh, What is it that gives preaching of Christian doctrine authority or power?
1: Well, with, in Jesus' day, I think the context, Derek, was that... The others who taught, the other rabbis who were teaching, they were teaching, well, it could mean this or it could mean that or or this this, uh, famous rabbi Rabbi said this and this famous... And you had these different camps. Very similar, I think, to what's happening today with this denomination says this or this popular speaker says that. All the different contradictory, often contradictory views of the scripture... Jesus cut through all that by just making the truth shine so clearly yes. that people saw it, and it yes, that's it, that's it, and and then he applied it to people's lives, which they weren't doing. Now, when he uh,
0: spoke in Nazareth, I remember he quoted a seven year, seven hundred year old prophecy from Isaiah. He said, "The spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me mm-hmm. to preach." Yes. So. How does a person know if if he or she is preaching Christian doctrine and wants it to be life-changing? How does a person know if he or she is indeed anointed by the Holy Spirit?
1: Mm, My, I I could just answer that for myself. Because Jesus said he experienced it. Yeah, for for, for me, I'll tell you what it means for me, is um, I need to be fully surrendered. And whenever I am going to preach, I really go to my knees, literally go to my knees in prayer, because the Lord knows who's going to be there. And He knows what message they need to hear. And it's not about what I want to preach on or my agenda. And I just pray. I say, Lord, you know, help me understand what Your Word is. And, Derek, there have been many times where I've come up to, you know, I'm in a faith tradition where we preach on Saturday. I'd come up Friday night, and I still don't know what I'm preaching on <laughs> because I hadn't had a clear word from God yet. I could come up with stuff. Yes. But But I'm on my knees, and I'll turn to my kids and say, Girls, I need you to pray for me. I'm preaching tomorrow. I need, I need a word from God. Mm. And we'll pray together and I'll get up from my knees and it'll just be, I don't want to sound <laughs> mystical, but this is what happens. I'll, it'll be clear to me. Mm. It'll be clear to me. And I'll say, that's it. And then I'll race to my study and I'll start. And then I'll find out, you know, I'll preach. I'll, people will come up to me and say, I was praying for that. I was seeking for that. That was mm. the thing mm. that I needed to hear. Uh, that's what it means to me is being fully surrendered, open to God Mm. and asking him for the insights now I'm always percolating new ideas always studying on stuff but it's almost like the Lord is planting those seeds for that harvest of that sermon and all of a sudden boom he pulls it all together with Mm. the illustrations the message the emphasis one of my mentors Haddon Robinson says preaching is first the
0: preaching of the Word of God by the Holy Spirit to the preacher yes yes that's what it is and then through him or her to the hearer so you're you're saying that is so important um, could you share another story? You've preached probably on almost every continent around the globe. Uh, you've preached, of course, on media uh, to, to hundreds of thousands of people. Can you share a, a time when you were preaching Christian doctrine and you really sensed the Holy Spirit at work?
1: You know, it's, that's a very interesting question. There, of course, anybody who's preaching the Word of God has those experiences. A little different take on it. I've that been preaching many times where um, I'm preaching and I feel like I'm not getting through. I feel like I'm preaching to a brick wall. I've done that enough and, ha- and seen the results afterwards where people come up and say, life changing. God really spoke to me today. Yeah, that, that I realized maybe there's something in the spiritual realm where the devil's trying to block my spirit. One time I was doing that and it was just difficult. It was really difficult. At the end, a lady comes up to me, good friend said, my daughter's in church. You know, she doesn't attend church. She grew up in our church. She's in church. The devil did everything to keep that daughter from coming to church that morning. Mm. And all that week that she had been with her mother complaining about different Christian doctrines and different points, I answered every one of them in the sermon, so much so that she turned (laughs) over to her mother and said, Did you talk to him? And she said, No, I said That's supernatural. It was supernatural. The devil knew what was going to happen. He had that kid cause all sorts of problems. He tried to block me. But the Holy Spirit spoke to that lady.
0: After the break, we want to talk about how to make uh, Christian doctrine practical and relevant. But if you're already excited as I am, as you hear testimony of supernatural intervention, as we lift up Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit and present the whole counsel of God, you'll be blessed as you stay with us as we talk about how to make Christian doctrine practical and relevant. We'll be right back. (music) Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, Christian, preaching Christian doctrine. Our guest, Gary Gibbs. And you'll be excited as we look in this last section at how to make Christian doctrine practical and relevant. Gary, I'm I'm inspired by what you're sharing about preaching Christ-centered Christian doctrine that's in the power of the Holy Spirit, changing lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say, you've convinced me. The Bible says we need to preach everything Jesus has taught. Um, It's able to make us wise to salvation. Give us some practical pointers. We've got pastors and lay leaders watching ministry in motion. How do we make Christian doctrine practical and relevant?
1: Well, I think we need to touch people where they live. In every congregation, any given Saturday, Sunday morning, uh, prayer meeting or whatever, you have people going through a multitude of experiences. You have marriages on the verge of breaking. You have relationships between parents and children that are strained. Uh, you have people caught up in addictions, uh, people who are suicidal. That's happening. That's in, if you've got a group Right. That's happening in those people's lives, right? There are people ready to, to walk out on faith, yes. ready to give up on God. So we need to remember that as we're praying for God to inspire us. But there, there are certain doctrines we need to be teaching. Uh, in, in, in our faith context as Seventh-day Adventists, uh, I want to teach on the Sabbath every year. If I'm going to have a sermonic year, I want to teach on the Sabbath. Not just go to church on the Bible Sabbath, this Sa- Sabbath day, which we believe is Saturday, uh, but it needs to be practical. What does the Sabbath mean to me? Where's Christ in that? In in our very busy, hectic world, people need rest, and so the Sabbath means rest. Sabbath means disconnecting time. Mm-hmm. It means connecting with God, disconnecting from the world, connecting with God. So that's one way to make it practical: is is to think through what are the needs of the people figure that out through the year and give some consistent teaching on those doctrines. If you can't take the teachings of your church and your faith community and say, where is the practical application, then, then you really don't have a relevant doctrine there or you haven't thought through it well enough. Now, maybe,
0: maybe the next question, the answer is related to what you just said. But some people say, you know, I've preached that before. And yet we have all seen at least I've seen in my ministry, I'm sure you have, you preach to someone who's heard it before and it has a life-changing impact on her. Absolutely. It's like, I've never heard it like that before. What's going on? Is it just a different application or
1: is it present truth and the Holy Spirit's applying it? What, what's happening there? We'll be studying truth throughout eternity. It will never get boring where we'll come to the place where we'll say, I know it all. It's like this massive onion. You're just peeling back layer after layer after layer. I wanted to preach on the sanctuary, and uh, I've studied the sanctuary a lot. I'm uh, certainly not an authority on it. I've preached on it many times, but I was preaching this on a Saturday morning at church, and I prayed, God, what is it? And this is one of these times I had this aha moment, and and the Lord said, grace. The sanctuary is all about grace, and an acronym came to mind, G-R-A-C-E, and I thought, does that work? And in the middle of the prayer, I got up, opened my eyes, and I started writing G-R-A-C-E. And I came up with this acronym, GAP, the gap that sin makes. It's between us and God. We're outside. God's way back in the most holy place. And I just started working it through, you know, repentance, acceptance, cleansing, eternity. Marches you right into the sanctuary. works in English anyway, It right? works in English. Yeah, uh, and, and uh, it's memorable. And, 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 and the points were just so clear. I preached that the next Saturday morning. Lady came up to me, said... I've studied the sanctuary. I'm trying to share it with somebody else. I could not pull it together. She said, I see it in a new light. This, I've been praying for this. So that's taking an old doctrine, preaching it again, and God just gives you new insight. God's eternal and his truth is eternal like his nature. Now I'm
0: thinking of Jesus, uh, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. At the end it says he spoke, his doctrine was with authority. Mm-hmm. That at the end of that sermon, he called people to respond. Yes. He said, uh, if you hear and, and do, you're like a wise person who built mm-hmm. on rock. If you hear and don't do, mm-hmm. you're like a foolish person who mm-hmm. built on sand. Uh, let, let in the moments we have the closing, you preached Christ-centered doctrine in the power of the Holy Spirit. How do you call people to respond?
1: That's a whole other topic. I know it is, but I want to wrap up, because but you if, should but do if, something, but right? If, absolutely. But if God is speaking to the heart and He inspired that message... There is a call to believe, a call to act, a call to do something, a call to embrace Christ and that truth of His. So I, I make a variety of calls, but I always make a call. You know, whether it's a stand, whether it's come down in the front, whether it's raise your hand if you want special prayer or something, I always have a call because truth is active. You know, Jesus said, sanctify them through my truth, Your word is truth, right? So the word of God has the power to change, to sanctify the life. So we need to ask people, invite people to embrace the truth that they're learning so they can experience its sanctifying influence in their life, the cleansing, strengthening, powerful influence of God in their life.
0: That reminds me of something the psalmist said uh, 3,000 years ago. Uh, Your word is a lamp to my feet Mm -hmm. and a light to my path. And I think uh, that means we're supposed to walk in it. Absolutely. And we should invite
1: people yes. to walk in it. Christianity is a living, active agent. It's the power of God seeking to save the lost and to, and to win us closer and closer into a saving relationship with Him. And, and, and as ministers of the Word, preaching it, we need to recognize we're not just holding up a faith tradition. We're ambassadors for the Almighty God to invite people back into a relationship with mm-hmm. Him. Gary, thanks for sharing with us today about Preaching Christian Doctrine, how important
0: it is, uh, how life-changing it can be when it's Christ-centered and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we've got a special gift for you, our viewers, today. If you would like to learn more about Preaching Christian Doctrine, in this book, Powerful Biblical Preaching, is a chapter by Marguerite Schuster on Preaching Christian Doctrine. And it is... Part of 26 chapters that can help you to preach in the power of the Holy Spirit. If you would be the fir- one of the first 50 people to send an email to us, we will send you a copy of this book. You say, how is that possible? And the answer is, because your ministry is important to us. You can write to us at feedback at ministryinmotion.tv. You'll find a chapter especially on preaching Christian doctrine, but you'll also find many other resources that will be helpful to you. Gary, I want to thank you. You are not only uh, speaking eloquently about the theory, but you are living that in your ministry, and and you're you're being used by God to, to disciple other preachers of christian doctrine thanks for being part of ministry in motion today thank you for having I me on i hope you can come back and join us another time love, love to and thank you for being with us for ministry in motion today i love this program because i learn so much every time from guests like gary gibbs talking about preaching christian doctrine if you'd like to check out some other great programs go to our website ministryinmotion.tv there's lots of programs you can watch online and then apply what you've learned In your local context, let God use you to be a blessing to those around you.